every girl who wants to get active, don't miss out. Like running your first K, swimming your first lap or nailing that dance move. Getting active isn't about being the best. It's about you giving it a go on your own or with your mates. So click on the banner and girl, make your move today. The Ascended Master Series is a brand new Angel Heart Radio production. In this series, Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. You are our focus. We want you to know that you matter in the world and that you're important to the world. We're here to remind you of just how valuable and needed you are right now. Help us to help others. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, post, tweet, pin, let everyone know how amazing Angel Heart Radio is. So again, welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by angellight777.com. Hello, hello everyone, welcome to Angel Heart Radio and today's episode, this month's episode of the Ascended Master Series and today we're featuring the Buddha, Amanea Joy Holili and I'm coming to you live today from Brisbane, Australia, excitedly so. I'm a certified angel intuitive with advanced training. I'm a voice for the angels. I'm the founder of Angel Heart Radio and the creator of angellight777.com. And I'm just, <laughs> three seconds is a really long time when you're live on air. And I'm waiting for that <laughs> intro, Lisa, for the Ascended Masters. And I thought, hang it, it's not going to play. So I quickly do the other one. And, and today, in a, in a funny way, that's what we're really going to talk about today, isn't it? Is perceptions and how to be in the moment. Indeed. Over to um, you, Lisa. Namaste. I'm Lisa Ellis, Angel Specialist and Intuitive. I'm a registered Diana Cooper Foundation Angel Teacher, a registered Karuna Reiki Master Teacher, and a certified Theta Healer. I'm also co-host of the Angel Heart Radio Show's the Archangel series, of course, the Ascended Master series, and Angel Life. You can find out more about me and my work at www.feathersofanangel.com. Yes, it's um, it's it's a lot to do with perception, I think, isn't it? It seems like um, you're you've got all the time in the world, but you've got three seconds, <laughs> and it's, it goes very quickly, doesn't it? <laughs> or it takes forever. Three seconds, yes. everyone, if you've never done a radio show, three seconds when you're live on air is a long time when it's just empty space. And I guess in a funny way, as I said, that's a really great opening for the show because what we're really looking at is how to go into that space, not when we're live on air, but in, in our lives, how to go in that space and quiet our mind and move into the flow of the amazing energy and teachings that the Buddha created for us. Um, and these teachings have been around a very long time, Lisa. Oh, yes, um, thousands of years. Yes, very, very long time indeed. Um, some very ancient wisdom here. Mm. Now, my understanding is that, um, that Buddha was born... Between some places, it's not, depending where I've looked, it's between 25 and 2600 years ago. Um, Siddhartha Gautama was born and born a prince. 
it's, isn't it wonderful when we have these people who have lived human experiences, have gained so much wisdom and passed that on in their teachings while they were on the planet and afterwards from from the next plane or wherever. I don't really know where Buddha is, to be honest with you. Like when I when I tune into the angels, I get a sense of where they are in the scheme of, of the higher realms. Uh, well, I just instantly got a hit that he's actually on the fifth plane of existence, um, if you're familiar with the different planes. Um, they're generally considered to be seven, by some anyway. And on the seventh plane is God's garden, um, the place where Creator lives. Uh, the seventh, fifth plane of existence is where the angels are. So good company, mm. the Ascender Masters and the angels all hanging out <laughs> together. And um, yes, I, I do get a sense of the the Buddha around me when I connect with him. Um, but it's it's just a very, it's not like a, a highly focused energy. It's just a calm, serene energy. It's just like yes. the, the channeling comes through or the, the knowledge comes through or the guidance that I'm being given. And it's just like it's it's just presented to me. It's not forced on me. It's not like, go, 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 we have to get this quickly. It's just calm, serene, and it flows like a river. Mm. And that's a really good way of putting it. And I guess that's my experience. When I'm when I'm connect with, connecting with the angels, I have that absolute certainty. And it's fascinating and fabulous. And I'm actually just getting now as I'm speaking about this. And the reason I've shared this is because I'm I'm feeling that lots of other people might have the same experience. And it's a wonderful thing because it means going that bit quieter. My mind's a busy place. And that state, that mind state, is enough to help us feel a certain disconnect where none actually exists. And to be able to, to really just move into that and let it be what it is without the mind constantly saying it's got to feel like this or look like that. And I'm used to channeling in a certain way, Lisa. And yep. it comes through so quickly for me, as you know. Normally it's so fast. It was so different reaching out and connecting with Buddha this time. It was like trying to touch air. Mm. Yes. Yes. It's just something yeah. quite intangible, but it's just it just flows. I got a very flowing feeling with Buddha. Mm. I'm excited, Lisa. This is the third <laughs> attempt at bringing this episode of yes. the Ascended Masters series through. And, you know, it's so fascinating. On Instagram, I was having a, a conversation with someone who uh, reached out and shared that they absolutely loved the uh, Kuan Yin episode that we did, which is oh, the first wonderful. episode of the Ascended Master series. I know. So absolutely delighted art from loving light oh her art is beautiful her energy is beautiful big shout out to you because i know you'll be listening and i said to her you know we've, we've had these uh, attempts before and it hasn't come through it'll be interesting to see you know what the underlying structure of that reason is and she said well interestingly i will listen right before i get on the plane to nepal which is um the is buddha's birthplace wow. and i just went look at that look <laughs> at that <laughs> and I love that uh, quote of, um, of of Buddha's, I teach because you and all beings want to have happiness and want to avoid suffering. 
I teach the way things are. And that really spoke to me of that. And when we're looking at suffering, suffering comes on so many layers and levels, Lisa, doesn't it? It can be from just having a busy mind and feeling ill at ease to actually being ill and unwell in our life. Yes, indeed. Uh, Definitely. um, I wouldn't say it's sort of like... um I mean, like when you're suffering, it's just it's just the most painful experience, and you can't imagine suffering anymore. But the the biggest cause of suffering, and I'm um, beyond um, paraphrasing Eckhart Tolle, um, who I believe um, you know would be well aware of the teachings of the Buddha. It's like it's the mind that causes suffering. It's our perception of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's um. It, I mean, like, obviously, when you're in physical pain, you're feeling something quite significantly painful. But um, it's we can make it worse by going into our mind about it. And just um, it's our perception of it that makes it so unbearable. I absolutely agree, Lisa. When it's mental suffering is every bit as powerful and probably I would say more powerful than physical suffering having having experienced both for me the mental suffering because it's it can go undetected we can just not feel happy and not even know that we've fallen down into this state of being unhappy un mm. Um, not for not having harmony in our lives, not having a clear focus about who we really are in truth. Yeah. And I, yes, having that experience, it's so powerful when we begin to choose, using the mind, to choose to live a different way of life. Now, when mm. we look back at um, the Buddha's early life, we, we most of us know that he was born a prince. He had a life of absolute ease and um, opulence. Everything was lavished upon him. His family kept him from all suffering as much as possible. But by the time he reached 29, he was absolutely confronted with the with the impermanence of life and with suffering when he saw people suffering people dying and a corpse as well outside the palace gates he was Mm. then brought into a place in his own mind where he had to then start making choices for himself instead of the choices that were made for him with regards to the type of life he was going to live this is a huge thing he actually chose to walk away to find out what it really was to have true peace. Do you want to take mm. us on the next part of the journey, Lisa? Well, um, <laughs> the channelings I've, um, I've done with the Buddha prior to our call today, I, I'd done some um, a couple of weeks ago when we were first initially meant to meet for this call and this radio show. And um, what came through to me there was a message of... Um, that was actually um, you would expect from the Buddha, but it wasn't quite what I expected. Um, It was an interesting twist on the well-known teachings of the Buddha. And what I saw, um, I was presented with an image, and it was sort of like like a wet sand, and in it were little birds' feet. But they were perfectly ordered. Some were pointing up, some were pointing down. Some were pointing diagonally, but it was like it, it was almost like hieroglyphics. It was so beautifully laid out and perfect. 
And the initial thought I had was, oh, this is chaos. You know, look at all these little bird feet everywhere. It's it's all mixed up. It's like um, we've got to come back to serenity. And then Buddha quite clearly said, no, that's not the message. The message is we can we can find peace and calm and serenity and order in our day by putting structure into our day. And it's like we're all busy. We've got busy lives. We've got work, family, other commitments. And sometimes our life can seem quite overwhelming. And it seems like we we um, we know we should come back to calm, but it seems impossible. So if you put structure and order into your day, you might um, use a diary to organise your appointments. You might, even if it's a computer diary, like you're on your phone or on a tablet or something like that, or your or your laptop. Um, you can organise your appointments, and then you have structure in your day, and you get done what is need, needed to be done, and no more. Something which has really benefited me in terms of putting structure in my day and getting what I need to get done done has been a technique which I'll share now called the Pomodoro Technique. You can Google it. It's a productivity technique from the 90s, and you can do this for as, as long a period or as little a period as you like, no more obviously than eight hours a day because you're working and you don't want to overdo it. And that is you can download a little free app called um, Clockwork Tomato or Pomodoro or something simple, similar to that. And what you do is the timer will run for 25 minutes and then you just do nothing but work on your task. It might be writing your book. It might be making dinner. It might be um, organ- decluttering a bench, you know, whatever task you have, whether it's, you know, for work or for your home or for whatever, you work on it for 25 minutes solid, then you take a five-minute break. You can go get a glass of water, you know, have a rest stop in, in the bathroom, whatever you need. Then you work for another 25 minutes without a break. You work solidly on your task and you, you do not let yourself get distracted then you get another five-minute break. This continues for four work periods, and then you can take a 30-minute break. And that's, you know, a chance for you to have lunch and a proper, you know, to sit and take a breath and maybe even meditate for 10 minutes or something like that and eat some lunch. Mm. And then you can do that in the afternoon as well. And you will be amazed by putting structure in your day how much you will get done. And that was what the, the Buddha wanted me to share with that. Now, when I um, meditated with uh, the Buddha today, I obviously asked for a message, you know, you know, relevant to the people who would be listening. What what he came through with was he showed me an an image, and it looked a bit like a battle axe, you know. And I thought that's odd. <laughs> you know, you don't expect to see an implement of war when you're <laughs> channeling the Buddha. And it's just like I thought that's odd. But then I could see that it was transforming and melding and it was actually um, something like a bit like a modified scythe you know the old agricultural um, device you know tool and it was like an instrument of war can just as equally be an instrument of work and productivity it was all about productivity I mean I think this was a message for me too Um, is like put aside anger blame hate all those negative warring emotions and turn them, turn that drive and focus that you've put into all those negative emotions, and put it into your work, into to your family, into your life, into yourself. You know, turn it from war 
to productivity, and and that was the message that he wanted to share. You have an equal amount of drive for the negative emotions as you do for positive. It's just where you focus it, where you point it. And the implement of war can become an implement of work. That is just so absolutely spot on, isn't it? It's really about, and again, coming back to how we choose to use our mind. We are so powerful. Our minds are amazing. Yeah, the choice is ours. Yes, and I totally relate to what you're saying too about the productivity and having some structure. Um, I totally get that. It's really been something that I've been focusing more on and I love the idea of that 25-minute timer. It's only 25 minutes. I'm going to just sit here and do whatever it is I'm doing or do the dishes or wash some clothes or whatever it might be. You know, got five minutes to get a drink, go outside, look at the sky, ground ourselves, whatever it is that we choose. What an amazing amount I got done over the last few days just using, unbeknownst to me, that same technique, Lisa. Mm, yes. Mm. And I feel yes, happier in my work. Yeah. You get so much more done. You really do. You feel good about yourself. It's just oh, and I got that job done and I've been putting it off forever because I keep getting distracted. <laughs> and it's just like you you just focus and put your um, the force of your focus into 25 minutes, not even half an hour. That's all it takes. And you will feel amazing at the end of your work period. It can even be just for a morning. You know, if you don't want, if you're not spending the whole day on, on work, you can spend a morning or an afternoon using the Pomodoro technique and just what you can achieve in that time will blow you away. Mm. And happily, that's the thing I love about this. We're talking about a balanced way of creating, of focusing our mind and our energy. We're really talking about one of the greatest teachings for me personally, and I'll speak about a meditation um, that I had with, uh, with Buddha a little bit further on, but really showing that there are so many opportunities every day for everything. And, you know, looking at some of the quotes that I came across, uh, verified quotes from Buddha, one of them was, and a great time to talk about it now, if with a pure mind a person speaks or acts, happiness follows them like a never-departing shadow. Really started to think about that, Lisa. What does it mean to have a pure mind? You know, we can take a word like pure and really with it in many different directions. You know, we can go all the way back to some people say, well, it's the opposite of sin, for example. Um, Or we can come all the way forward to what I believe the Buddha was speaking about. And it's about the gentleness of allowing ourselves some peace in our minds, the gentleness, the purity and untroubled of finding mind. true yeah. peace. Yes, an untroubled mind. It's that middle way, isn't it? Yes, yes, the middle way. Buddha, Buddha's very teachings were all about the middle way. Mm. And I really enjoy 
joy that I really enjoy, enjoy, feel joy about finding that way instead of it being it's all black and white or there's a bit of grey and different shades of grey or, you know, I've got to get this done today or I haven't done enough. All those things that I've just spoken about, you can feel the energy behind them, can't you? It's all about stress and anxiety. Yes. Yes, and we all get so caught up in that, you know, with busy lives and demands on us, it's so easy to forget that. Very, very easy to forget that. Um, There's another quote that I came across that I just love, radiate boundless love toward the entire world. Because this keeps bringing us back to that peaceful solution to every need we may have it no longer then is about competition it's no matter that we it's no longer about we think well you know if if I give that to them or they will get my business or I've got to be Mm. really competitive so I've got to share in the marketplace it's it really is time on the planet now isn't it we're in a totally different vibration to competition it's up to us whether we embrace that and move into it and understand and accept that there is enough for everyone. There is plenty to go around. And when we radiate that boundless love toward the entire world, when we help another person succeed, when we see other people and their businesses as not, well, you've got more than me, so it's my turn now. When we start to let go of that, Lisa, I know in my own life, the feeling of having that wonderful sense of a pure mind, i.e. a quiet mind, a happy mind, a mind that's open instead of a mind that's closed, Everything in my life begins to um, refocus itself automatically and amazing things just keep showing up in my life all the time. Yes, it's like um, you open the doorway to blessings. It's just like um, it's just waiting to come to you, but it's we're the ones who um, maybe feel we're not worthy or I'm just, you know, so stressed that, I can't welcome these blessings unconsciously we do that, you know. We just, um, we sort of like wrap our arms tight around ourselves to protect ourselves and we don't open them to receive the gifts from Creator. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, it's entirely up to us. We have free will. So do we choose to implement ways, like maybe it's that great technique that Lisa just shared, Get yourself the timer, a 25-minute timer. Focus on any task for 25 minutes. Take a five-minute break. You do that for four periods and then take a bigger break of 30 minutes. Do we choose to do that or do we choose which... And I can tell you from my own experience, I've done it the other way plenty of times and for many, many years. It's so frustrating and so stressful and so anxiety-laden that I actually don't achieve anything anyway. But having that sense of I'm in this moment, that I'm washing the dishes in this moment. I did it the other day, Lisa. I'm washing the dishes in this moment. And I gave thanks for every dish. And I gave thanks for the water. And I gave thanks for the dish rack. And I gave thanks for the food or the drink that came out of it. It was a completely different experience just washing the dishes. Mm. Yes, indeed. 
I imagine it would be. That's amazing. And that's coming back to the, what that quote I just spoke about was the purity of mind, isn't it? An untroubled, calm mind, a quiet mind. Yes, it's not about having, um, you know, being a puritist, a pure, <laughs> puritist. That's it. Or it's not about a being. Um, what What is my definition of pure? For some people, definition of pure is completely different to mine. So it starts again getting us out of the mind's construct to keep us trapped, which is the ego. It's its job to keep us safe. However, there is a greater aspect to the ego that we can actually begin to let go of. The ego will stay alive and healthy if we need, you know, the fight or flight that's right there for us. But we can actually have a lot more freedom, Lisa, in the way that we choose to live our lives when we let go or even are willing to let go and implement some simple procedures mm. and um, allow ourselves to move forward with much yes. more freedom. Well, I heard a wonderful quote and it always stuck with me. It was a gentleman I actually met, a, a healer that was local to me when I was living in Littleton uh, near Christchurch, New Zealand. And this gentleman's name was Paul Graham. And we were talking about ego, and he was saying that, you know, what was only ever meant to be, and he was a British man, so he used the phrase company clerk. By that, you would might think office junior, you know, the the um, the newbie to the company. You know, the, what was only ever meant to be the office junior has been promoted to CEO, and it's not meant to be that way. That's a really great quote. And there's that purity of mind again, isn't it? When we think we are only ever meant to be dot, 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 that's very cloudy. It's not, there's no purity there. We can't see straight beyond that. When something's very pure, it's transparent. We can move beyond it, see beyond it. When something's very cloudy, on the other hand, we all know what that's like. And our vision of ourselves and our lives can be very clouded by our mind's constant chatter, the monkey mind as we know it. That mm. constant, I can't go here, I can't do that, I can't have, I can't be. Moving beyond that and giving ourselves permission. Now we can tap into having a wonderful connection with the Buddha in our own way and ask for help in order to do that loving, beautiful, supportive help, just like we can with the angels Lisa Yes, and it's also um, help with finding that middle way we were having a discussion before about how some people are extremely you know, when they take up a spiritual path or they're following their spiritual bliss you might say, that they become very ascetic, they think I must do this to be to be good to be pure, to be right, to be sinless you know, um and they live a very ascetic life, a very restricted life. You know, they'll they'll give up some of the pleasures that they used to enjoy and become, and this is no, no put down of um, anyone who does follow a monk's path or a, um, or, or a nun's path, but they become almost monk-like and try to live in the world. And whereas other people don't want to give up the pleasures that they've become accustomed to, they like it, they like a drink, they may even like to smoke. They may like this and that. They may like chocolate. And they don't want to give it up, and so they reject that. And it's finding that middle ground 
the middle way that is calm, untroubled and peaceful where you can still enjoy um, one or two squares of really good dairy milk chocolate, but you're living your spiritual truth. And there is a middle ground. Mm. There is a middle ground, except mine might be three or four or five. (laughs) 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 I mean, you know, that's been being truthful. Um, (laughs) So... You're right, Lisa. We don't have to say, well, this is what a spiritual life looks like. So if Mm. I am experiencing a spiritual life, I have to stop or I have to do. It really is coming. And this is one of the biggest things I really did get out of my experience um, with connecting with Buddha um, experiences, I should say. And, and that has really been embrace, embrace your own being. Move and walk your own path, just as I did. You know, when we look mm. back at this, at this man at the time, completely renouncing all his responsibilities, including his family, When we think about that, imagine that yourself and wanting to really understand and embrace and learn and move forward. Okay, so when we're speaking about moving forward, it may be a completely different way to the Buddha. It might be a completely different way to you or I or the next door neighbor. That's what it's letting, we've got to let go of that. It's got to be your way. When you find your path, You walk your path with your feet and your heart and your mind and your body. Your spirit is so vast to understand, I believe, Lisa, that what we are doing here is merely a reflection of just a small reflection of our magnificence. And when we really begin to embrace that magnificence, that reflection is just going to shine brighter and brighter and brighter. Yes, indeed. Very true. Very true indeed. Mm. So a couple of weeks ago when I was meditating, before the first um, attempted Buddha episode, (laughs) I'm going to call it, (laughs) um, I was meditating and, and it came in so so clearly actually this image that was put into my mind and I was on a river so rivers um, if you've you've ever seen an actual river rivers aren't always sparkling clean it depends on the what's on the bottom what you know what the base of the of the river is so if it's if it's if it's dirt and it's been churned up it's going to be really murky and brown we have brown rivers um, here in Australia as well as beautiful clear rivers and it's a natural state for that river to be in so I was I was on this river and I was my boat was actually an absolutely pristine beautiful spring leaf and I could see myself very clearly on this leaf and I looked over the side of the leaf Lisa and then I was shown from above this river, this brown river, and it was it was raging away, and there were all these um, 
spirals, spiraling down, black spirals. Some of them were really, really small. Some of them were huge. And there was all sizes in between. And the Buddha showed me that this is my life here on earth. Things happen when we're on earth. We have events take place, um, situations arise, we have altercations sometimes, sometimes for arguments, sometimes work doesn't go well, sometimes we get stuck in traffic and we get really, really upset about it or we're just plain tired. So, you know, let's just say we get stuck in traffic. That might be a little spiral. Let's say we have an argument with a loved one. That's a bigger spiral. Let's say a loved one passes away. That might be a massive spiral. But he's showing me that as long as I keep focusing my attention and my energy upon the spirals, those spirals go down, 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 down. And that's what happens to my energy. But if I just take my attention off that spiral and focus only on that gorgeous, beautiful spring leaf, it just finds its own path. And it doesn't get sucked down into any of the spirals. And any time I do get sucked down into a spiral, if I focus on the leaf again, it will continue to just move over them. And my life will have a, be a completely different experience for me. The outcome of any situation can always be brought back to that gorgeous green leaf. And that was so simple. And it's something I already knew. But it was just the way that he showed it to me and the feeling. Like the leaf was almost, it was actually was glowing. It was almost fluorescent. It was so bright. Where am I going to, ha- using my mind to keep bringing my focus back no matter where it's gone. That is something that is actually doable. But it's all up to me, Lisa. It's all up to each one of us. Mm. Yes. Our individual free will, our perception, our choice. Mm. And there's the purity of mind again in that quote. When my mind is pure, when I'm not clouding it, when I'm not clogging it up with a whole bunch of junk. And of course, then it starts bringing other aspects into being as well. Okay, how well am I providing for myself? Am I drinking enough water? Am I eating food that really resonates with my body? Um, Am I going outside? Am I grounding? Am I speaking kind, loving words? Am I surrounding myself with people who I love to be around instead of people who I feel like I just can't wait to get away from you? There's so many aspects, Lisa. Mm. Yes, indeed. Yep, absolutely. Mm. And again, your great little technique of the um, timer that is Again, keep I keep coming back to that today. I'm going to download that. What was that called again? It's the Pomodoro technique. It's Italian for tomato. Um, the app I ah. downloaded on my Android phone was called Clockwork Tomato. Uh, there's all sorts of Pomodoro, P-O-M-O-D-O-R-O technique. And it was created by a productivity specialist in the 1990s. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. I'm going to get that one once we're um, finished on the show today. Oh, it really works. It's just wonderful. And you feel so good having achieved so much. It's just wonderful. Yes. 
And you know what? I actually did feel amazing the other day. And all I did all day long was um, the things that I'm doing every other day, yet I got so much more done. I felt so much happier about doing it. And I actually felt very connected to each task. I got so much guidance up on angellight777.com. Um, I scheduled that. Um, you know, I got some Angel Heart radio work done. I got housework done. I yeah, even watched an episode yeah. of something that I'm watching at the moment with lunch. I just did all these things. Yeah. And it was really fabulous. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Wonderful. When you have a productive day, I mean, like, you can have a busy day, but it's not necessarily productive. When you have a productive day, but you're not stressed and overworked, that's just a dream come true. It really is. And that really reminds me, I'm thinking about what it was like for um, uh, for the Buddha before he came known as the Buddha. So what was it like for him when he, when he leaves this castle, um, this royal family, this life of ease and luxury, and he goes out into the world and then, you know, really is harsh on himself he begins to feel like okay I've, I've got to get really tough on myself here I've got to learn um, a new way I've got to have peace in my mind and so he starts stripping all um, comforts away he starts stripping himself of everything that um, was a reflection of his previous life and then coming to the point of view of understanding that there is that middle way. We don't have to suffer in order to uh, succeed our previous way of life. I the, think this is time, one of the biggest yeah. messages for us as people. Yes, there is, there is no need to sacrifice ourselves. Is this like we don't have to sacrifice all our comforts. We just have to find our own path, our own middle way. And as long as you, you're not harming anyone else and you're even not, obviously not harming yourself, it's just like your own path is the right path. It's not someone else's path you should be following. It's your own spiritual truth. And as if you still want three or four or five or six squares of dairy milk chocolate, then go for it. Mm. Because it's not the, um, it, uh, this is another teaching I love, it's not the worship of the thing right mm. so it's not like mm. oh, i'll do anything for that chocolate i've got to have that chocolate all i want is yeah. that chocolate all i want yeah. is that new car all i want is you know that dress those shoes that whatever computer yeah. ipad whatever yeah. um it's about okay so here i've got take me for example i've got this a fabulous new ipad generation 5 ipad it's beautiful it's gorgeous car, all the rest of it and i do lots of wonderful work on that and yet it's not like oh my I've just got this great iPad. Oh my God, I love it. It's not like that for me anymore. It's more that, well, thank you for the privilege of having this wonderful piece of equipment to help me in my world, to help me with my work, to help me with my enjoyment. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What can, what good can I do with this today? There's a very different yes. um, resonance with that, isn't there, between the two ways of looking at the same thing. You're not idolising the iPad. You're using the iPad and you're grateful for it. Mm. And, of course, you know, the Buddha did teach to question everyone or don't just automatically subscribe to anyone, including his own teachings. Mm. And 
another quote I love is, whatever is not yours, let go of it. Your letting go of it will be for your long-term happiness and benefit. Now, this can be actually a little bit tricky because sometimes we want something so badly. And I've had mail from people um, asking, you know, sharing things, asking my opinion, etc., which I don't... I don't like to give my opinion on things, um, but I will always direct people to connect with the angels and give them some tools and how-tos and some links, etc. Okay, so let's just say i uh, take an example of someone who was married for a really long time um, and, in inverted commas, lost their house in a divorce. So... The proceeds were split up and they no longer have their house and they're not quite sure what they're going to do, with, where they're going to go and how they're going to live. So we, that person may choose to look at it and say, I've lost my house, cancel, clear, delete. Um, or that person might say, that house is no longer my home. I welcome my new home. Mm. It's totally different, isn't it, Lisa? And yet it's, it's exactly the same totally thing. It's totally different. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's not like you lost it. Is just like a doorway has opened for something new and maybe even better. Exactly. And it's a matter of, it's the reason, the season and the lifetime again. Sometimes mm. when something's done, it's just done. It's actually time for us to move forward, to experience something completely new and different. It, the same thing happened with me with my house when it was time to sell my house and I was absolutely devastated because there was so much that needed doing Lisa so much money that needed to be spent on it and I just didn't have that money and um, so it really was a matter of look this house needs to go to new hands now um, because it deserves to be looked after and I actually can't do that so at first, I became really upset having to let go of my home because I you know, was just so happy there and I had created oh, such a beautiful sanctuary. Walking in to my home, even after shopping, I'd open that door and the sense of peace and just happiness was always so palpable for me. And I even mm. had other people walking in and say, oh, the feeling here is so amazing. Right, so... And I can remember waking up in the morning around 3 o'clock crying, thinking, oh, my God, where am I going to sleep? I knew I wouldn't be homeless or anything, but it was like, this is my room. This is where my bed belongs. That's where the door is. Where am I going to sleep? And it wasn't until I was able to start letting go of that, I remembered a basic, fundamental truth that I had lost sight of. And that truth is, I'm always looked after. The universe always has my back and only has my best interests at heart. So again, refocusing my mind every time I had that image of, I can't, you know, I don't want to sell this house, I just kept bringing that back. Oh, that's right. The universe always has my back. Yeah. The universe I just always this has something too. wonderful yeah. for me. Yep, you too. Yeah, I just, so, yeah. yeah, please tell us, Lisa. Uh, well, I had a situation where I was um, feeling quite depressed and uh, low about what was coming up or what I felt wasn't coming up in my life. And it was just, um, I went into a healing session on it and the advice that was given to me 
was that I there was no block. There was no energetic block. I dealt with a subconscious issue. It was healed. It was done. But I was saying, well, you know, where is it? <laughs> you know, I want this particular, um, <laughs> you know, um, thing I've been working, you know, um, bringing the angels to even more people. That was my goal. My spiritual business, bringing the angels to even more people, going out there in a bigger way, doing more, sharing more, and um, and be feeling fully supported in that. And I said, well, you know, if there's no block, what am I doing wrong? And it was just the conscious mind. It was just like um, I'd put an intention out there, like, I, you know, this is going to happen, this is going to be great, I'm going to do this, it'll be wonderful. And then I go, oh, but I'll never get that, you know, not me, because, um, you know, um, you know, it was just a, a habit. It was a pattern I'd gotten into, thinking, oh, I'll never get that, I don't deserve that, or I'm not good enough, or um, um, I'm not worthy, that was my big issue. And so what I've been working on is rebutting those negative thoughts. Whenever I become aware that I'm thinking that way, um, I rebut it with, I am abundant, I am loved, loving, and lovable, I I am creative, I am totally supported in everything I do at all times. And I thought, well, this is going to take a while, you know, working with um, rebutting the conscious mind, that, that might take a bit of effort, but I was told it'll only take two weeks. So if you can give yourself two weeks and put in a little effort into rebutting those negative thoughts, just... Even keep a diary and look back two weeks on from that first date, and I think you'll be amazed. I'm amazed by what's happening mm. for me right now, and it's just wonderful. And, and that's it, isn't it, Lisa? You've made a conscious choice about and it has to be how conscious. you're going yeah. to direct your yeah. mind. It has to be conscious. You know, and that really yeah. reminds me of another uh, quote I came across, and that is understanding is the heartwood of well-spoken words. So this is what you've done. You've used well-spoken words. I am lovable. I am deserving. All the words that are the heartwood of that understanding to actually bring it round 360. So from something very, uh, you know, negative and fearful to something really positive and powerful. We all have that choice. It Sometimes, though, it really can take... Um, Commitment, I found, Lisa, especially when I'm really struggling that, with something. That's the thing. Persistence, determination, and commitment. Focus the, those weapons of war, those negative thoughts, that blame, that shame, that unforgiveness. Focus those weapons of war into weapons of productivity and work, commitment, dedication, and focus. And you can turn that drive that you've turned into blaming yourself and other people into the focus you need to change your conscious mind to achieve whatever you want to achieve or or be or do or have or whatever you want to achieve. Mm. Yes, and to let go of the blame for other people. Yes, That's exactly. That's a big one. Yeah. Got to let that such, go because that's that... an important thing. Mm. And it was actually, you might Absolutely. have this quote to hand. There were, the Buddha had a wonderful quote about forgiveness and I'm just quoting it from memory, so it's not word perfect, but it was like, no, it was anger. Anger is like um, taking a burning rock and throwing it at someone and expecting them to be burnt. It's you who are burnt by the anger. And you can apply that to forgiveness and unforgiveness too. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And, you know, it's exactly the same thing. Again, coming back to those words that you were using, it's exactly the same with the words that we use. Now, it's no yes. good. And, you know, and we struggle with this, I know. But it's no good saying, I want to have peace and then backbiting about someone or something or gossiping at somebody else's expense. Well, you know? this is um, And I'm not talking about... Yep. Yes, Sorry, I was yes. remember. And it's do you not remember about... I mentioned that Buddhist <laughs> Buddhist technique for um for surrender. For um, there's a technique you can do to um, say you've got an issue within your life where you're being made very unhappy by, say, gossip, and it's you know people are saying things with, about you, rumours which are untrue, and you don't know how to deal with it. Um, the teaching that I was given was that if it's happening to you, whether it's in this life or a past life, you probably have done that yourself. You may have had a past life where you gossiped about people, you spread untrue untruths or rumours. And so what you can do is you can go into meditation, just centre yourself quietly, you know, call on Archangel Michael for protection and to keep you safe. And then um, you can call our Lord Buddha to step forward and your higher self. And then you can say something like, just using this particular example as a specific example, you can say, for all those lives, present and past, where I have gossiped, blamed, undermined, spread rumours, spread untruths, been unkind or cruel, I offer victory and I accept defeat to all those I have harmed. I offer victory and I accept defeat. My, I explain to, to those people and to my higher self that I know how it feels to be undermined and gossiped about. I have learned the lesson in this life and I, there is no need to repeat it. It is done. Thank you. And that and will shift it on for you quite promptly and that's, that's the Buddha healing. That's beautiful, which is exactly the same thing in different words as the mm. Yes, and you know it brings to mind. Yes, I know it's beautiful, isn't it? And it brings to mind an episode, uh, a United Intentions Radio. Um, Shout out to you guys! You're doing amazing stuff on air. They're on Blog Talk Radio. Just look for United Intentions Radio, or go to UnitedIntentions.org. It's fabulous community there. Um, So we syndicate a show on Thursdays in Australia, uh, which will be Wednesdays in the USA. Um, and they syndicate one of ours. Now, there was a show um, called Seeking Jordan, A Father Channeling His Murdered Son with Matthew McKay. When I listened to this program, it was absolutely fabulous because this man's son was murdered, and he was only very young, like 19 or 20 or something. Um, And obviously, the father and the mother were beside themselves and desperately seeking justice. He began to, the the dad actually began to channel his son and communicate with his son. And his son basically said to him, Dad, you've got to let it go. Everything is okay. He said, what I've come to understand and realize here is what was done to me by them, I had done to them in another life Mm. experience. Wow. Everything is in balance. I know. The goosebumps just talking about that and if you want to listen to that episode everyone 
it aired, I'll tell you even when it aired, it aired on the 15th of April 2016. So that brings us back to this constant forgiveness, this constant way of finding balance and peace within our minds, which is the big message that the Buddha really brought forward to all of us here on planet Earth to help us move forward in our own lives so that we can experience true and lasting peace. And by experiencing that true and lasting peace, we not only model that peace for other people to learn from, but we also anchor that actual energy on the earth, helping it to flourish and take root and grow. Lisa, I just Mm. love it. Yes, yes, wonderful. Because let's face it, things happen that are extremely difficult to deal with. And I mean extremely difficult to deal with. And I sometimes look at people and think, oh, what an amazing soul you are. And as Doreen Virtue said, when a soul, when you see a person on earth or you're experiencing this yourself and you just seem to be living so many lives all at once, it's because your soul has signed up for it. You are actually living more than one lot of life experiences in the one incarnation in order to really excel your own growth. So we are amazing beings, everyone. You know, we can look at someone and say, hey, you know, that person's got a job, you know, picking up poo, I don't know. Um, (laughs) Never (laughs) underestimate that soul. (laughs) You know what I mean? Never underestimate that soul. That's what they're expecting. That's what they're showing us in human form for whatever reason. That isn't it. We are all incredible souls and it's about time we started waking. It literally time that we, we wake up to this and as we do, our resonance expands <laughs> and we, we just magnify so much good on the planet. You know, I'm reminded as I'm sitting here, um, you know, when I was um, a a younger woman and I chose not to work outside the home, I was raising my kids and actually my my husband was was very, very unwell and required a lot of care. Um, But I used to say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just at home. When I look back now, Lisa... How in God's name did I do all that? What an amazing woman. We're not just mm. anything, are we? Absolutely not. Mm. I once heard this wonderful way of putting it, and I think it's absolutely true. You know, people say, um, I mean, I'm a light worker, you're a light worker. People talk to me about their dream to become a light worker, and they say, I want to be a light worker. That's really spiritual work. And the quote I heard was, all work is spiritual. Everything that you can... Picking yes. up poo is spiritual. If if it's your life purpose, you're living what you've come to do on the planet. It can be working in an office. It can be a homemaker. It can be a, a janitor. Whatever your work is, it is spiritual because you're fulfilling your life purpose and creator's plan. And you don't know who... I received... Um, a book in the mail the other day with a quote, uh, sorry, an ins, an ins, uh, that was inscribed by the author. And it really, wow, it, I was so, I really had to think about this inscription. wish I had it to hand so I could read it to you. 
uh, from I won't say the the name of the person, but she described me as a woman of influence. You know, and gave thanks for the work that I'm doing. Now, I don't mind telling you all, it's actually cold here in Australia and I'm sitting here in my flannel and pyjamas doing this radio <laughs> show with socks on my feet. So, <laughs> it's not really I've what got you a would think of on as my a woman head. of influence. <laughs> See, this, and this is where I really am excited about where we're all going. It, it, it isn't, once upon a time we would have thought a woman of influence was whatever, doing whatever. It doesn't, none of that matters. It's our heart, Anything, our soul, yeah. spirit. Yes, what we bring to our the impact. table of life. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, so we you're all at home, have an impact. You know, and you don't know how do. you're impacting other people just by existing, just by being. Just by being. I'm going to end the show um, in a couple of minutes with a fabulous Faith Rivera song. Listen to the words, everyone. Listen to the words because it's speaking to you about what you're called to be. Um, and you can check out Faith's fabulous uh, music at faithrivera.com, R-I-V-E-R-A. Um, so when we go through this process, say you're at home, you know, changing a nappy or uh, you might be cooking some dinner or brushing your child's hair or about to read them a bedtime story. This work, it is, it is work that influences other people in the world you are changing the world by giving. If you only have a little, then give a little, or whatever it is. That's a paraphrase of one of Buddha's quotes. You'll find it on our Angel Hut Radio Facebook page. So, you know, you've got a little bit of time. Give a little bit of time. Give a little of that little bit of time. You don't have to give it all. It might be you see someone struggling. Say a prayer. You've given a little bit of your time. You've sent a beautiful bubble of love out into the world Lisa we are all capable of this aren't we absolutely we are yes absolutely we are so we have um, nine ascended masters in this series um, we spoke to the masters themselves who would like to be in this series Lisa and I then got together and we realized we actually had a, a list originally and then realized that there was a master that wanted to be on the list that wasn't on the list and one that we'd put there so we we allowed that to um, evolve so next month you will find that the ascended master series is generally on angelheartradio.com on the first saturday in australia which will be the day before in the USA. Now, because of the way our calendar runs, you might find that it's a different date. So it's not always going to be um, the first Saturday might not always be your first Friday, for example. So oh, next month, it's Mother Teresa. Don't you love the feel of that? <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. That's going to, be, going to be wonderful. And we've got some guest hosts on selected... Um, the series, for example, in July, the awesome Tim Ray is our guest co-host with Lisa and I. So, everyone, if you take anything from today, please take this, that everything you do, who you are, and how you create in the world 
is okay to do it the way it feels right for you. Find that middle way. It's not somebody else's way. It's not the way that Anthony Robbins or um, Doreen Virtue or Louise Hay or whoever out there is doing it. It's your way. Lisa, if you could leave one parting thought with people about today's show and connecting with the Buddha, what would it be? Um, it's just if you if you can find true peace in your life and you are totally capable of finding true peace because the only thing getting in the way is your conscious mind. If you connect with the Buddha, he will lead you back down the middle way by showing you how to find your middle way back to true peace and giving up the need to suffer and sacrifice. Oh, I love that, Lisa. That's absolutely wonderful. Thank you so Thank much you. for another fabulous hour. Um, it's been, it's always so much fun to work with you, Lisa, and I always feel Thank like you. we share so much good information for people and our heart space is always open to present um, what we each, because sometimes we don't agree on a particular way of doing things or connecting or whatever. And isn't it wonderful that we can just be in that space of, again, it's not about, well, I can only, you know, Lisa has to say the same as me and I have to say the same as Lisa. Mm. We can mm. share what works for us in a way that allows everything to flow beautifully for people to take what they will from it. Absolutely, yep, completely agree. Absolutely. Okay, so we've now got the next series, the next episode, I should say, of the Ascended Master series is going to be next, is it next week? Hang on. No. No, it's... It will be. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it will be next week, yes. It'll be next week, next Saturday in Australia, which is the day before in the USA. So for us, it'll be the 6th of May. We look forward to connecting with you then. And as promised, I'm going to take us out with this fabulous piece of music called Call to Be. Look, just take this next four minutes and actually connect with these words. Feel them wash over you. I've actually experienced what might be termed a religious experience um, listening to the words and the melody of these of this fabulous song so I leave you with it now thank you so much Lisa thank you and I look forward to connecting with you next week with uh, Mother Teresa for our next episode and everyone thank you for joining us you can find all the links on angelheartradio.com I'm going to put them up on my website, which I haven't done yet, but I will, um, angellight777.com. Lisa, are you putting them up on yours? Um, I don't believe I've put them. Yes, actually, yes, I have put uh, Kuan Yin up. Yes, I have. Excellent. Okay, so feathersofanangel.com. So it just, and the Ascended Master series is also there on each of our websites. It makes it very easy for you to go in and connect simply at any time. All right, everyone, lots and lots of love. Fly into the world on your amazing wings today and we will see you again very shortly and bring you so much more, so much more uh, in a way of opportunity to connect with the amazingness of your own being and the beings that are here to help us. <laughs> 
another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. You can check out who's on, when we're on and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views expressed by hosts, co-hosts, callers, guests and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.